Honestly, it may have just been cold and surprising, but I think I was shocked. <laughs> well, you took off your jacket there, and that may have caused some static. Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. Is this shit not grounded? How about, how about we blame your, your lesbian flannel? <laughs> <laughs> how, do you, how, do you, how do you find time to be on the show when you're not playing bass for Pearl Jam? Is that... Closing. <laughs> Roasted. You weren't even born yet. It's okay. It's only like $200. Hey. So I have to burn it. Is it the ghost of Lane Staley I see here? Uh... But Ruby, seriously, are you the man in the box? I'm going to... When Jeremy spoke, what did he say? That's the question. Was Spoonman really about heroin? <laughs> but where has my baby been? All right. You going somewhere with this? Do you have a bee costume? <laughs> I took it off. I took it off. It's over. No, no, this is all out of love. It's just... Give us the up opening. And Have you anything like, to eat or are you going hungry? <laughs> I'm going hungry. Yeah! I don't, even, I don't understand any of the references. <laughs> I know. That's the fun part. <laughs> do, you, do, you have a, do you have a do you have trouble in relationships? Are, are you always looking for a better man? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'd rather be with an animal right now. Hello. Anyone? Yeah, literally all of these references predate your existence. Hey, look at, so hey, we're, hey. we're just old assholes. Hey, I'm sorry. I am smelling like a rose that somebody <laughs> gave me on my birthday deathbed. Oh, uh, right, yeah, I've, I've run out of... Is that the one I, with the boy wizard? <laughs> yeah. That's, um, I think I've run out of references. So. All right. All right. Not, not fun anymore. <laughs> Say it ain't so. <laughs> oh, I will not go. <laughs> Christiana, with those glasses, uh, ooh you, you look like Buddy Holly. <laughs> 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 All right, let's pay. Right, yeah. I'm Mary Tyler Moore. <laughs> <laughs> Roughly 24 to 92 hours ago. Just over 24 Stan's hours team ago. of comedy scientists commissioned four specific humorists to give various potentially comedic takes <laughs> on several random topics, which they'll now perform for the first and likely last time in front of a live Adrian. studio audience in a show called Stab. Stab. Yeah, the clapping. Yeah. Can you hear it? <laughs> Stab. Yeah. We're not putting, oh. we're not going to put on airs. We had, uh, we had quite an audience last week. Yep. Uh, that's not the case this week. Uh, thanks for coming out to Stab You. And uh, thanks for listening at home. Uh, we appreciate it. If you'd ever like to come out to a show, we're located at 1710 Broadway, Sacramento, California, every Friday night, just around 10 o'clock. Uh, you can come be a part of our live studio audience. Sorry about that. Uh, if you want to meet your contestants, yes. Yeah, you do. Yeah. All right. Well, Ruby Setnick. Ruby Setnick right there. Corey Barringer. Yeah. Christiana Dominguez. Oh, <laughs> Jesse Jones. <laughs> I'm John Morris Ross the Fourth. John Morris Ross. <laughs>
the fourth. Oh, I messed it up. Oh, no. Hi. <laughs> Ruby. Yeah. Say one nice thing about me. No. <laughs> no? Um, Come on. I like you have kind eyes. <laughs> Very good. Thank Distracts you. Distracts from your... I was going to neg you. Uh, <laughs> well, that's okay. Okay. Corey, how do you like my face? It's bare. Yes, it is. You shaved. I did. Why? Uh, it's personal. It's it's a it's a it was a motivation. I'm I'm insecure about my face. Oh, okay. I'm gonna start working out Monday, and so it was kind of a GI Jane move, mm. you know, where I'm like, yeah, okay. time to, 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 to start make a yourself new. Do, okay, gotcha. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned that because the last time I shaved, it was uh well it, it was brought on as an accident, but <laughs> the reason I brought the beard back was because I was so self conscious of my terrible face. Really? Oh yeah, I was all chubby and like I have no chin. I have yep. no chin. To as you can see, as you can't see, I also Yeah, so if I look down even slightly, it's suddenly five chins. Yeah. You know, and just yeah, it's real yeah. it's a real unsightly thing. Yeah. So I grew yeah. it back. So well, you're a stronger man than I is what well, I'm getting at because you're you're trying to better yourself and I just really. grew a beard. <laughs> well, that's what I've been doing for years. I'm 41. You're what? 27. 27. Oh, 27. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Wrong side yeah. of the 20s. Yeah, I remember that. Thanks yeah. for that. I could be 27 yeah. again. Oh. Remember that. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Christiana Dominguez. Yeah. What say you? Sup. <laughs> um... I was at a restaurant today, and it, speaking of age, yeah. the sign said you had to be born on this day in 1998 to be served. And I was like, what? That's such a joke. Wait, who? <laughs> and I had an existential crisis and came here. Did you? Yeah. Welcome. Thanks. Hope you're taking an Uber home. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can drive when you're in the midst of like existential dread. It's okay. Oh, I drink when that happens, so I can't. Um, hmm. Fair. But, uh, very good, thank you. Jesse Jones, uh -huh. why do you not support a woman's right to choose? Why? <laughs> well, we were just talking outside, and I, I just mean, found that out. I mean, clearly I know better. Uh, you can't trust a lady to, to know what to do with her lady parts. You got to put that in the hand of a man, yeah, literally yeah. and figuratively. <laughs> Check out my, uh, my vlog. Uh, <laughs> Thrice daily. Jesse in a car. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to my info blasts. <laughs> Opinionatainment. Um. <laughs> Trademark. Very good. Let's play stab. Sorry for that. <clears throat> you know what? Seriously, you know abstinence. Okay. <laughs> All right. This first segment's called reorganization. Please don't take me seriously. If you were considering that. Uh, you guys whispering down there? Do you want to share, share, share something with the class? I was or? breaking the microphone. I'm sorry, John. Just oh. telling her you're a woman and you don't understand the ways <laughs> the, of a man's world. Very good. <laughs> Very good. How, um, how, how do I hold it, Jesse? <laughs> it's apparently my bit. Can we play this show. game or what? <laughs> This is not a bit. <laughs> uh, this first segment is called Reorganization. Uh, please take the following acronym. Reimagine it. What does it now stand for? Who or what does it now represent? Uh, being that May is National Asparagus Month, uh, today's acronym is, uh, well, asparagus. A-S-P. 
A-S-P-A-R-A-G-U-S. Asparagus. Ruby. Always say please at really aggravated gators, you sillies. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, it's me. (laughs) Maury Lissa Maple Leaf Swamp Johnson Cold Beer and a Warm Moose. (laughs) Your favorite Minnesotan Gator Master. It's going to be this voice for the whole thing. <laughs> and I, by that, I mean the whole podcast. The whole show. Um, does this ever happen to you? You're in your favorite flannel from Finnegan's, and you approach the fastest gator in the swamp for some inspiration for your novel, or maybe just some time away from the Yeti infestation at work. In attempt to invoke friendship between you and the gator, you try to crack a joke. You say, gator, I hardly knew her as she was in my book club, but not my other two book clubs. (laughs) But being a gator, the gator doesn't laugh at all at the joke. Instead, the gator is like... I've never been heckled by the whole audience before. Just simultaneously. As a gator master, as a gator master, I can tell you the best way to win over a gator is to use your Minnesotan manners. Go ahead and masturbate the gator. (laughs) Gently at first. You don't want it to think you're catching feelings. (laughs) And then pick up the pace before he gets bored. To summarize... (laughs) Listen to the Gator Master and passively masturbate the fastest gator faster. Thank you. Very good. Corey. Yeah. What's that short for? So, as many of you know, (laughs) I'm uh, I'm something of a conspiracy nut. I've had my eyes open ever since my research into Pizzagate, which combined my distrust of the deep state with my love of pizza pie. (laughs) So I was thrilled to stumble upon this new terrifying food-related cabal. It's called Project Asparagus, and it is very real. Don't believe me? Well, I dare you to spend five minutes on the subreddit Proj Asp and see if you can still... uh, What the fuck did I write here? If you can can still uh, bleat like a good sheeple. (laughs) They got it all laid out out there. Uh, the powers that be have begun infiltrating our beloved asparagus festivals with the most dangerous brainwashing agents money can buy. Art stars. That's right. I'm talking about painters, actors, and rappers assembling a globalist United States. I hate globalists. They're so global. And that's a word in their name, clear as day. Upvote. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Very good. Yes, it was. It, it really was. Yes. Why did I miss what asparagus meant? Oh, uh, I don't know. You weren't paying attention. That's possible. <laughs> I was being nodded to. All right. All right. Uh, Christiana Dominguez. Yeah. What's that long for? All right. What is all right, asparagus? What does asparagus mean to you? So when I was 18, I took like three years off between high school and college. Yeah. This is totally true. It's not true. And uh, I went on like one of those South Asian like tours, right? Find myself and really get in touch with my spiritual side. A lot of time on the beach, a lot of hanging out in the markets, a lot of tasting the local cuisine. And uh, and I uh, 
fell in love a little bit with this crusty old like scuba diving instructor. <laughs> and uh, he taught me a lot. Um, not enough about scuba diving actually, because every time I would go scuba diving, I would get done and then I would just like barf everywhere. Because right. it's, it's uncomfortable. I mean, you're deep in the water and you come up and it does all kinds of, it like fucks you up inside. And so I remember like we broke up because I thought A, he was old and crusty and B, he was a shitty scuba diver instructor because I kept feeling sick all the time. And so he's like, oh yeah, I forgot, man, asparagus. <laughs> and I was like, what are you talking about? Asparagus. And he's like, asparagus. I'm sorry I didn't teach you asparagus. And he kind of cupped my face in his hands, <laughs> kissed me passionately, and he said, always suspect partial animal regurgitation after going underseas. <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. Very good. Very good. Oh, I'm sorry. How'd that relationship work out? There's a complete regurgitation. Yeah, okay. So. <laughs> Very good. Jesse Jones, uh, what does asparagus mean to you? All search parties are really actually guys under suspicion. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Until whoever's being looked for is found. A search party is just a collection of dudes in windbreakers whipping around flashlight beams all willy-nilly while maybe all the while being the whole reason they're all out there looking for whoever they're looking for in the first place. <laughs> I mean, if you're a guilty party in the case of a missing person, your best cover is to be part of a search party looking for that person. And if I know that, and I'm not the kidnapper, rapist, or murderer that's being looked for as part of this case, then I know that whoever did kidnap, rape, or murder knows that too. It's almost certain they're tagging along with the search party, trying to throw off the scent with their supposedly earnest searching. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> so look for the guy who looks like he's most not specifically looking in one direction or another. They're probably keeping the search party from finding whoever we're looking for. Has somebody made a suggestion for where we should go next that either makes no sense or is somewhere that we've already been? Or wasn't even a place at all, but just a sweaty, nervously muttered word pile thrown at the feet of all of us very worried non-criminals. That seems suspicious. <laughs> what do they have to hide? I don't know, and neither do you. And don't look at me like that. I'm honestly here trying to help find the person. And maybe you're the one trying to plant doubt in people's minds. <laughs> so how about we all just agree that we're all here for the stated purpose? And hope like hell when we find whoever we're looking for alive. Or hope like hell when we find whoever we're looking for alive. Because if we just find a body, then that just makes us a whole nother can of kidnapping rape murder worms. Because all search parties are really actually guys under suspicion. <laughs> Very good. That was reorganization. Uh, which brings us to our next segment. Oh, the topical haiku challenge. There we go. <laughs> Topical this is our show. <laughs> this is our show. We talk to you. You talk to us after the show. <laughs> out there, out there, it's their time. No, we, appre here. we appreciate you being here, entire audience. <laughs> <laughs> I'm losing appreciation. 
I use the word All right, this segment correctly. is 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 called <laughs> the topical haiku challenge. It's where we take a topical uh, story and write haikus about it. Three. Um, here's the story. Uh, headline: Rare manatee orgy stops traffic in Florida. Around a dozen of the creatures were recently spotted by commuters just offshore the Courtney Campbell Causeway, uh, with many of them pulling over to watch the unusual congregation. According to Fox 13, a news helicopter discovered the herd of manatees engaging in reproductive practice called the mating ball, uh, which is only seen roughly once every three to five years. ABC Action News reports that the ritual... Hold on. (laughs) That the ritual sees around seven males competing for the attention of a female, uh, which can result in groups of males corralling a smaller number of females into shallow waters. Haiku go. Ruby, your first of three haiku. All right. Um, A rare sight to see traffic in Florida. Who goes to Florida? (laughs) Thank you. Very good. Your first of three. So all of mine are from the perspective of a manatee. I I thought that'd be kind of interesting. So uh, here's the first. Fuck, I'm so horny. Where are all my manatees at? Oh, there they are. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Christiana. Had to happen here. (laughs) Florida, Florida. Ugh. Not really surprised. (laughs) (laughs) Jesse. First is titled Eye in the Sky. Fox 13 Chopper. Live with aerial coverage of Nature Gang Bangs. (laughs) (laughs) Nature Gang Bangs. Ruby, your second of three haiku. Manatee orgy makes Florida headlines as first orgy in Florida. (laughs) <laughs> is that a is that a roast on Florida? Yeah. Corey Behringer. I'm a manatee. So's this guy I'm sucking off. That's all I know, John. <laughs> Very good. Christiana. Peacocks have feathers. Some birds steal shiny objects. What manatees do? Jesse. <laughs> Second is titled the main stage. Seven males compete for one female's attention. Florida Strip Club. (laughs) Very good. Ruby. Local man joins in. (laughs) (laughs) Reported last words were, stay in the car, babe. (laughs) Corey. Oh, shit, I'm so close. (laughs) Gonna bust some blubber on. Your mana titties. <laughs> <laughs> Come dumpster. Come <laughs> bucket. Christiana, you're third of three. Manatees, you say? Even goddamned manatees? <laughs> Get consent, please, bros. <laughs> Very good. Jesse Jones. Sort of ties in a little bit to uh, Ruby's last one. It's titled Curb Appeal. What's that? Seals fucking? <laughs> no, Jeb. Looks like manatees. Stop this fucking!
fucking car. <laughs> Very good. And that was uh, the topical haiku challenge. Yeah. That brings us to our third of five segments. Uh, this one is called, this was today once, Ruby Setnick. Yep. Today is Idaho Day. <clears throat> Idaho Day, International Day Against Homophobia and Transphobia. I don't know why they called it Idaho Day. <laughs> There's no T in Idaho. Okay, uh, also on this very date, 1995, Sean Nelson seals an M60 tank Steals, sorry, Jesus. Sean Nelson steals an M60 tank from the California Army National Guard Armory in San Diego and proceeds to go on a rampage. Uh, how'd you choose to celebrate the, these things all mixed up? On this day, John Ross assigned this was today once, once to each of four individuals today. Also on this day, he gave me the only controversial one. <laughs> I choose to resent John and also maybe Jesse in tandem. <laughs> but valid points aside, <laughs> how did I celebrate Sean Nelson stealing a tank in inter and International Day Against Homophobia and Transphobia? I'm sorry, but like, how dare you expect me to make any sort of light out of something as serious and tragically life-ruining as tank theft? <laughs> Both my mother and her gay mistress were tank enthusiasts. <laughs> and they managed to have loud sex while I tried to do homework just fine. <laughs> we, <laughs> we need to protect the sanctity of tanks. Tanktity, if you will, which you don't have to. Which you don't have to. Tanks are patient. Tanks are kind. Tanks don't care which hole you put it into. <laughs> as long as a little bit comes out. <laughs> a tank is nothing, a, ta a tank <laughs> is nothing but a truck with a cannon hogtied to the front of it. It's harmless. <laughs> Tanks don't kill people, people kill gay people. <laughs> My roommate said that it was okay to say that. She's, she's actually a tank. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Very good, Ruby. Now it's about to get real controversial. Corey, today is NASCAR, National NASCAR Month. Um, yeah. Today is National NASCAR Month. Okay. Uh, also on this very date, 1620, the first merry-go-around is seen at a fair in Turkey. Uh, how'd you choose to celebrate the aforementioned events in tandem? So I set out to combine these two pastimes in such a way that would highlight like the favorite thing of both. Uh, which, of course, is high-speed collisions. Uh, and that's, that's just a silly joke. I, I know that. It's, I, I know that you know, that, that wouldn't happen with a merry-go-round. Uh, but morbid curiosity led me to Google merry-go-round death. And, oh, boy, was that a bummer. This shouldn't surprise anyone, but all of them were children. And I... I don't know what I was expecting. Maybe some goofy Florida man cliche, but no. Just kids being kids and toys being death traps. <laughs> anyway, my mood could only be lifted by racing my computer chair around the kitchen in one never-ending left turn. NASCAR, the end. <laughs> very good, very good. Corey. Mm -hmm. 
Christiana Dominguez, on this date, 1900, the children's novel, uh, The Wonderful Wizard of Oz, is first published in the United States. Uh, also on this very date, 1961, Fidel Castro offers to exchange Bay of Pigs prisoners for 500 bulldozers. Uh, how'd you choose to celebrate the aforementioned events in tandem? Well, have you ever tried to follow a yellow brick road that wasn't properly graded? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought. Look, Wizard of Oz is actually an internationally recognized engineering text as well as an allegorical reading of 19th century American steelworker politics. <laughs> so what more can we do on this date than besides drive a bulldozer, which wouldn't be safe? and would probably be exploitative, as we heard <laughs> earlier. Bulldozers being closely related to, I mean, there's a big, I'm just saying they're coming together, the dozer and the tank movements <laughs> for autonomy <laughs> and legitimacy. Anyway, whatever, I'm up, it's fine. Uh, anyway, the links between this seminal text and bulldozers is totally clear. The allegorical American steel worker who probably at some point drove a tank made of steel by another American steelworker, is memorialized by the Tin Man and Castro's desire for bulldozers for his own communist brick road. <laughs> and I mean, I don't, I don't want to hear, I don't want to like totally heavy equipment explain you. <laughs> and but you know that bulldozers just an amigrant of William Jennings Bryan anyway, right? <laughs> And Bay of Pigs has the same number of letters as DeCyclone. <laughs> so like, look, you know what I mean? All I'm saying is I think you know what I'm doing today and where I'm doing it, so. <laughs> Very good, Christiana Dominguez the third. Uh, Jesse Jones, uh -huh. uh, on this date, 1977, Nolan Bushnell opened the first Chuck E. Cheese in San Jose, California. Uh, also on this very date, 1949, American pop star, pop singer, Keith, was born. Yeah. How'd you choose to celebrate the aforementioned events in tandem? Well, Keith's big hit song was 98.6. 98.6 is often recognized as the average human body temperature. Pizza House Chuck E. Cheeses is often recognized as, at best, an average quality pizza-going experience. As we all know, Chuck E. Cheese is actually short for Charles Entertainment Cheese. <laughs> if you didn't already know that, you're welcome for now knowing that real, actual fact. But Charles Entertainment Cheese, while classy as fuck, it's just a little too much. My idea is to streamline it, modernize it, Keith it. <laughs> Allow me to present to you my plan for Chuck Pizza. The new direction of Chuck E. Cheese's. <laughs> now, this plan very much follows the road taken by another famous mouse that you may have heard of, Mickey Disney. <laughs> Mickey himself was, has largely been thought of as, an, as average at best. Nobody's favorite cartoon has ever been one featuring Mickey. And Mickey knew that the on-screen roles were never really what was going to make him famous, which is why he faded into the background while remaining the company figurehead but doing all of his real work behind the scenes, building an entertainment empire that today controls essentially all popular media consumed in the world. <laughs> My plan for Chuck would be very similar. Keep the name. It's a recognizable brand. But maybe hang up the guitar. 
Nobody's favorite song was put out by Munch's Make Believe Band. (laughs) (laughs) That's not where your true talent lies. Your talent comes from making something average to mediocre, something that people actually go out of their way to visit. Lean into that. So we build our pizza empire, acquiring as many properties as possible, pulling them all together under the Chuck Pizza umbrella. First, we buy Domino's. Replace the dining area with a 600-square-foot ball pit and a half-dozen 30-year-old video games that never seem to actually work right. (laughs) Then snatch up Pizza Hut. Just make everything sticky and smell vaguely like a diaper in a swamp cooler. (laughs) Not overpoweringly so, but just enough that it's impossible to ever get used to. (laughs) Papa John's, Mountain Mike's, Little Caesars, Papa Chuck's. Mountain Chucks, <laughs> Charlie Caesars, <laughs> Ski Ball, Whack a Mole, and Pink Eye for everybody. <laughs> the point of giant overblown franchises now isn't to make a great product, but to have the confidence to present something average as something remarkable. Simple, straightforward, recognizable, reliable, never great, never terrible, just a steady 98.6 degrees. <laughs> Of body temperature mediocrity. And Chuck, if there's anything I bring to the table, it's that level of quality. Very good. That was, this was today once. All right, I'll take it. (laughs) That brings us to our, uh, are we all done? Are we about done? We got it. We've walked our employee. Oh, (laughs) we should probably pay or something someday. Uh, this brings our, us to our fourth of five segments. Uh, this one's called Department of Tourism. Congrats, contestants. You've all been hired as the new tourism director of the following places. Uh, make us want to come and visit. Ruby Setnick, take us to Tumerton. 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 It grows on you. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Tumerton, you're not a mole, are you? <laughs> Tumerton, shop at our food co-op. We have great products like turmeric. <laughs> we have great products like skin conditioner. It's fast working. <laughs> Tumerton, on this week's episode of Tumerton's I Survived, No One Survived. <laughs> Tumerton, bring your kids. The fun is often genetic. <laughs> That's where you draw the line? You draw the line at kids having cancer? (laughs) He left. (laughs) He's got to go outside and street drink. Yeah. (laughs) Street drink. Tumerton, street drink. (laughs) Tumerton, we we offer uh, community theater. Come to any of our stages. Stage one. (laughs) Stage two. (laughs) The golden stage. And stage three, cancer. Stage four is under renovations. It's inoperable. Oh. <laughs> All right. Okay. Woo, very good, Ruby. Timerton. Corey, yep. take us to Marshmallow Fluff Place. Okay. <laughs> Greetings, weary travelers. <laughs> Welcome to Marshmallow Fluff Place. <laughs> The most sugary city in all the confectionery islands. <laughs> my name is Sammy Squishy Tushy. Called that on account of my squishy tushy. Mmm, do you like it? Well, after a month of a purely mallow-based diet, 
<laughs> You'll be pretty squishy too. But not as squishy as me. <laughs> no, but seriously, don't even think about it, Buster. It's all I have. Why would you want to take that from me? Anyway, we have some beautiful homes here. All of them exceptionally fluffy. Our nightlife is unrivaled. And hey, are you eating that lamppost? Are you trying to get squishy? Is it because I specifically forbid you? Why must I be so sassy? Please let me have this, I beg of you, sir. No? Well, I understand. Welcome to your new home, Mr. New Squishy Tushy. <laughs> very, very good part. <laughs> I just want you to talk in that voice forever. <laughs> it's like Truman Capote <laughs> having sex with Droopy Dog. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Very good. Uh, Christiana, it's your turn. Take us to Justice Utopia. Ladies and gentlemen of the traveling jury, you've heard a lot of claims from my opposing counsel. You've heard about the rich farmland, the vistas, the quaint antique district, the goats. <laughs> but, ladies and gentlemen, I put before you that it all comes down to this. This bed and breakfast <laughs> didn't ask to be voted the best in Justice Utopia, <laughs> but it was, so here we are. I put it to you. Is it guilty of having the best warm scones with fresh lemon curd in the county? Is it? <laughs> or could it have been the quilts? <laughs> Do you know quilts that soft? Do you? <laughs> I don't know a lot, but I know this. The shell-shaped soap, the warm snickerdoodles, <laughs> the afternoon lemonade on the porch, the quilts, and yes, the scones, the mother-loving scones. It points to one thing, and one thing alone. Now do your duty <laughs> and book today. <laughs> Very good, Christiana Dominguez. Great job. Jesse Jones, take us to Woodland. <laughs> Woodland. How much wood would a woodchuck chuck? <laughs> If a woodchuck could visit Woodland, <laughs> find out for yourself at the Woodchuckery, one of the many carnival games in the Woodland Midway. Throw a log at a board and win a prize. <laughs> yes, they're all stuffed woodchucks, but they're different sizes, and some of them have funny hats representing a profession you may or may not normally associate with a woodchuck. Lumberjack? Sure, I can see that. Wizard? My. That woodchuck must have an interesting story. Throw some wood at other wood and try to win it and learn its secrets. Log rides, log rides, log rides. If you love log rides, you're going to love woodland. 
Whether it's anthropomorphic semi-racist cartoon Animal Falls. <laughs> future Log. The time-traveling Future Log. Or The Plunge. The tallest free-falling log ride allowed by law. There's something for everyone who loves log rides. <laughs> Have your picture taken with Woody Harrelson. He's just here. <laughs> like all the time. We built the park around his house because he absolutely would not sell. But it sort of worked out. Don't knock on Woody's door. If he's outside, that means you can approach him. If he's inside, that's Woody time. <laughs> and we've been instructed very specifically not to disrupt Woody time. If you bring a picture of Ted Danson, he will forge Ted Danson's signature on it for you. We don't know why either. And before you ask, no, Woody Woodpecker is not a mascot in Woodland. Why would that even make sense? Do you think an arsonist would be a good mascot for Houseland? Neither do we, so shut up about it. Woodland. Save your boner jokes. <laughs> We've heard them all, and they have no place here in Woodland. We even had to change our operating hours because of your nonsense. That's why the park doesn't open until noon, because you ruined it is why. <laughs> there is no morning Woodland. <laughs> Very good. That was uh, Department of Tourism. That brings us to our final segment of the evening. I am so sorry. I apologize. Uh, and it's called Write an Erotic Poem About It. Uh, contestants, please have written an erotic poem about the following things. Ruby. Yeah. Let's hear your erotic poem about animals in the pound. Okay, quick addendum, because on the, on the prompt it said, mm -hmm. write an angry poem. Oh, yeah. I didn't change it. I, didn't I think we it. all wrote an angry poem. All right, well, let's start this over. <laughs> I'm Segment sorry, five, is angry and write erotic mutually an an exclusive? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought John just didn't know the difference. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I anticipated okay. this happening, actually. <laughs> I absolutely Well, did. thanks for getting ahead of it. And, uh, <laughs> No one, no one reaching out. Okay. No, no, this no. has happened before, and it'll happen again. All right. Um, it was originally supposed to be angry, and then I thought it would be funny to hear erotic poems about animals in the pound. Well, uh, but if you want to be angry about it, um, Ruby, oh, go ahead and good. let's hear your angry poem about animals in the pound. Sad puppy face, sad, mad bad. Puppy boner, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> unhappy puppy, not feeling so great. Okay, here's why animal pounds are the fucking worst. <laughs> Their whole grievance is from the point of view of like, we have to <laughs> euthanize these dogs because no one adopted them. Like, I guess y like you wanted these dogs to die because you didn't adopt them. Like, you see these ads that are sponsored by the pound that are like, over 50 puppies will be put down this month due to lack of adoption. You can save a life. Like it's a guilt trip, even though they are the ones who caught the dogs and are going to kill the dogs. <laughs> 
They're like, lack of adoption killed these dogs. No, you killed these dogs with dog poison for dogs. Like, own up to it. Like, kill all the dogs you want, but don't be all passive-aggressive ex-girlfriend about it. Like, you drove me to this. (laughs) Sad puppy face. (laughs) A poem. (laughs) Very good. What Very a good. sneaky way to do stand-up on stage. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know, I thought of it. That's really just my way of saying, it. it's ready for the stage. <laughs> yeah. 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 New from Purina. <laughs> dog poison for dogs. <laughs> it's made of Very dogs. Very good. <laughs> um, Corey, let's hear an angry or erotic poem, I don't know, whatever you choose, uh, about hibernation. Okay, so this is sort of a fun little children's poem I wrote called The Grumpy Little Bear. (laughs) (laughs) Once upon a time, there was a grumpy little bear. He lived with his family in a grumpy little lair. (laughs) Every night his parents tried to get that cub to snooze. Alas, it seemed to be a game that they could only lose. Till finally came time for the biggest snooze of all. The one they all prepared for by getting constipated in the fall. The time has come, my grumpy son, to sleep through winter's chill. But mother, please, when I fall asleep, the devil makes me kill. (laughs) He appears to me in fever dreams, a specter bathed in blood, and urges me to massacre the ones I do so love. So mother, reconsider your appeal to make me rest. Lest ye all be slaughtered <laughs> while napping in your nest. <laughs> oh my God. Oh man, Corey. That's so funny. This needs to be made into a book. <laughs> Where is Evan Lilly? <laughs> oh my God. That's hilarious. That was great. That was great. No one to hear it. Such a shame. We, I mean, might, we might have an online audience. Let's, how about we give it a chance? Nobody did. Someone in Denmark is going to laugh their ass <laughs> yeah. off. We do have uh, a listener in uh, Stockholm, Sweden. What's up, John Edwards? <laughs> All right. Uh, Christiana Dominguez, an angry or erotic poem, your choice, uh, about an instruction manual. Alan. Alan Wrench, turning and turning, screwing and screwing, nailing and nailing, peg after pegging. (laughs) A predictable flurry of cams. Thought it would be over quickly. And yet, with the screwing and the nailing and the pegging and the cams, and with the Alan Wrench, wrenching, wrench, turning, still can't get it up this bookcase. Very good. Very good. Jesse Jones. Yeah. An angry or erotic poem about loneliness. Well, you might be able to guess where I went with this. I went with an angry erotic poem (laughs) (laughs) about about loneliness. Very good. I want to fuck, but I can't, can I? I want to hide my fingers someplace secret and weird, but I can't, can I? I want to try that sticky, musty, acquired taste that if anybody's at all honest with themselves, no one truly acquires, but I can't, can I? 
No, because I'm lonely and horny. And I'm angry about it, aren't I? I never can enjoy lovemaking, incel. <laughs> Man, that is the end of Stab. Uh, one more time for all the contestants you saw this evening. Uh, Ruby Setnick. Terry yeah. Berenger. Yeah. Christiana Dominguez. Yeah. Jesse. Pro Life. Uh, if you'd like to hear more steps, go to one of our many online outlets, the primary of which being Step for Gold, Step, the number four gold.com. Uh, check us out on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Very good.